What's up, you rebel-minded freaks? This is where we question everything and provoke the normality of the world, all in an effort to face ourselves and become better humans. That's what it takes to be rebel-minded. You in? Let's do this. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rebel-Minded Podcast. I am Zach Henson, your host, and I've got my co-host Thor in the background, who's probably going to say absolutely nothing the whole time. He'll probably squeeze in some snores. We'll see. But after kind of reviewing what I wrote for this episode, I don't want anybody to take away from this particular one that there is so much you know, struggle and, you know, darkness and depression about the world and who we are, I I did just try to be open. And from my own worldview, it it did kind of seem not something that I'm used to saying, you know, but with my, my new intention of trying to be vulnerable, I kind of had to step outside my own comfortability to see how how well it, it it comes out you know i don't think that we can do anything well without practice and i think that includes vulnerability i think that includes you know talking about our flaws and where we're weak and where we know that we're fucking up and i talked a lot in this one about me fucking up me knowing exactly what i'm doing without actually doing anything about it and I want to emphasize how important this really is because a lot of times we can go ahead and label something as wrong before we actually put ourselves through that experience and know the truth of it. So to me, this feels like complaining when really it's more or less some sort of vulnerability, even if it's tactically vulnerable, which I've talked about being in the past, if I fuck it up and I'm not vulnerable in the right way, I at least have to keep practicing it. And and you do too. And I hope something good comes from this episode. I hope at least it creates some sort of relativity. It you know, gives you the okay to also be vulnerable and to speak your truth and know... <laughs> Bluntly, you know, if I put it bluntly, know that you're probably avoiding more than you let on. You probably know more than you realize. You're probably not facing yourself as hard as you could be, as directly as you could be, I guess. And you probably have more of the answers than you think you do. But there is a reciprocating factor um, that I'll talk about in this episode. And I think it's very, very important to start to get an awareness and a feeling of what that pivot point actually is. And so if you're still with me now, and if you're still with me to the end of this episode, I hope that you get something out of it. And if not, if if you have some sort of different perspective on it, of course, let me know. But I tried to open up and create some sort of relativity to you guys, and hopefully it gave a little bit of insight to me. And maybe it gives you a little bit of insight to you. But 
If not, you know why we're here. We're here to question everything and to work on our relationships and our communication and the struggles of being who we are and getting to where we want to go. So without further ado, let's do this. Kind of have a heavy heart today. Um, and I think that that is meant to happen. Every once in a while, the question is, can we be real about it? Can we be authentic about it? Are we going to let the vision of what we want to be stop us from being the flawed humans that we are? We all have problems. And I think our most efficient, expedited path to being the healthy version of us is our authenticity and how we show up for ourselves and how we show up for each other. So let's talk about it. This is episode 48, Problems and Balance. The past week has been one full of emotion, misunderstood emotion and complexity and fog. It's left my heart pretty heavy and Usually I would want to have a clear idea on how my week went and have time to process my thoughts and know what to do about them, especially before I present it on the podcast. But that's not today. And there is a battle or expectation of what I expect my podcast to be every week that makes me feel hesitant for using it as this venting session. And this week, today, maybe I missed that mark. Maybe today, if you're willing to listen, you can be the ear for me. Maybe you can be the silent supporter that I need when I feel like I haven't given it to myself, when I haven't taken the opportunity to allow people to help me in that way. I spend so much time trying to be an aid to others and to be there to remind them of their greatness and remind them of their value and to offer an ever-present shoulder that I never take the opportunity to ask for it in return. And what better way to exhaust yourself by not asking for space from the important people around you? I get that from my mother, and she is the most selfless person I know. But being selfless will always come with a cost, the inability to be selfish, to take care of yourself and your own with or without the help of others. I can't say that my time spent growing and trying to find myself and trying to find how to give value to others, I can't say that it hasn't been worth it or that it hasn't taught me anything. It's definitely worth it, or else you wouldn't be hearing from me right now at this moment. I've definitely changed in a lot of ways for the better, and in a lot of ways I've become a little bit of something that some people can't connect with anymore. And even though it took a while to be okay with that, I don't regret any of it, but there is some truth that I've found about ignoring myself, things that I've refused to ask for help with, things that I've said I can't afford a professional for or don't have time for. There are things that I need for my mind to become healthy, for my body to be optimal, and for my heart to actually finally feel full. And what bothers me the most about it is that it has nothing to do with what I don't know. It's all about what I do. And now I have to face the fact that I've been not just ignoring my own needs, but ignoring my own belief about what I am, 
what I'm capable of being. You see, I think there tends to be a reciprocating lack of belief to the lack of action we take. And without that action, we suffer. Not so much because of the bad things that happen to us, but because of the inability to choose anything good for us, to act on anything good for us. And the more we suffer and keep from acting, the more it shows how much we are void of, a, of that belief in ourselves. I don't really think that I believe in anything concrete as far as religion, even spirituality to a point. But it's not that I don't believe they are good. It's because I have an issue with committing to something that may be the wrong path for my soul. Even then, I do believe that whatever spiritual or religious path we decide to take, what we are really after is an alignment. And maybe that's why I haven't committed. But the alignment of our mind and our heart and our soul, an alignment of who we are and who we believe we are, a release of who we were for the room to be who we desire to be. I can't say that I've done all the work that I need to. I definitely have not. I have got so far to go. I have a very hard time being direct not only with my desires and intentions, but with my people. Even now I feel like I'm beating around the bush. I'm afraid to talk about my pain and my struggle because I feel like whoever you are that's listening will no longer love me or care for me. That because I'm not the strong leader that I've portrayed myself as, as the leader that I think that I have to be, you'll turn away and discard me for being a flawed human. So I want to be honest, as honest as I can be about where I struggle, despite the fact that you may leave me in the podcast behind. But to be my best self, I think that I not only need to show my flaws, but also be able to be the same person across all the dimensions of my life. I want to be the same person in my writing and my podcast, in my powerlifting, in my day job, in my friendships and my relationships. I've become exhausted trying to be something that knows it all, that has it all together and has the answer for everybody else outside of myself. I'm starting to understand that my best self is the one that is relatable to you and that I can allow you to be there for me as much as I try to be for you. So this is me. I'm out of balance. I'm way out of balance. I feel it every day. And I don't think the goal is to perfect balance because it's not that easy. I think the goal is to build the strength to always keep it in check. And I'm closer than I ever have been. I have to be honest with you there. I, I've got that more in check than I ever have. But out of all the things that I've tried, I've done them in a mediocre fashion. Deep, deep inside my soul, I know it's true. My Chaos Creed brand, my coaching, the podcast, even powerlifting, one of the things that I love more than anything. I've treated it all like a hobby in the hopes that people would magically notice my awesomeness and help take the burden off of me of feeling inadequate to make me feel better about myself without actually having to do the work. And I do. In so many ways, I don't feel good enough to be this thing that I am. It's not just comparing myself to others. It's my internal voice who's saying, you're not smart enough to be a voice for anyone. You're not good enough to be anything besides what you are right now. And out of 
all of my readings and all of my conversations, out of all of my writing on mission and trying to incorporate practice, I still don't believe in myself. Not the way I want to. With all of the awareness I've gained of knowing my own emotions and understanding of how they impulsively get us to do what is safe and comfortable, how the hits of dopamine cause us to indulge and sacrifice our true selves, I completely ignore it. The beaten down, scared, timid child inside of me, the little Zachary, that is really the decision maker. I have little control over him. His screams of pain that tell me not to try, to not believe, are so convincing that I immobilize myself when anything tough presents itself in front of me. When I want to create new ideas with a podcast, when I still want to create my own apparel brand, when I desire more of anything to dance and play my ukulele or to pick up my pencils again and draw a little baby Yoda, I know how to relax, but I don't know how to play. I know how to numb myself out. I know how to work, but not toward the things that make me feel challenged and accomplished, not towards the things that are truly me. I want to love people so badly, but I'm too afraid of what people will think of me. I'm afraid of the rejection. I'm afraid of others' discomfort as well as my own. I won't talk to women that I actually think are cute and make my heart jump. There's still so much that I don't believe I can be in a relationship, for a relationship, to be the provider and the supporter and the emotional boundary that somebody else needs. When I want to be angry, I don't. I'm too afraid to be loud, to hurt other people, to be anything but what others expect me to be, to be the always kind person. And of all things, I wallow in my mediocrity. It's as warm as the blankets I can't get myself out of every morning. It swallows me whole and uses my finite time to tell me, you can try tomorrow. Don't worry about it today. What a bullshit fucking lie. And all of this, all of this is directly related to whatever it was that I was told to be and whatever it is that I looked up to or had lack thereof when I was young. I resent the fuck out of my father. And it feels horrible to say that. After realizing how much I had suppressed myself because of him, I still use my energy today to blame him. After seeing so much of my potential, I blamed him for everything that I'd wasted. I had diminished my own character, muffled my voice, and created fear of doing anything wrong by societal standards, all because he had to try to scold me into what was right and wrong, into what his vision of what man is, into what his vision of what Zachary was supposed to be for this world, and what his vision was of what I was going to be as a successful and real human being. And you know what? To be honest, I still don't know if I can find love for him. Like I said in the beginning, it's not what I don't know. I spent years digging into the whys of things. It's what I do know and the fact that I won't do anything about it. I know that I want to have a better work versus play balance. To work really fucking hard when I have to and play really fucking hard when I get to. But I'm too afraid of having joy and what that might do in making me an undisciplined asshole. And how that may take me away from my discipline. And how that may look to others. And how I may look lazy to them. I know that I want to be a creator. 
and a voice to help people see themselves, but I won't let myself clear a clean path for it. I know that I use my time unwisely and that I could do so much positive work for myself and for others, but I refuse to believe in myself. I know that the overwhelming love that I have for life lies in deep relationships, with being a leader, with singing and dancing, of being a strong powerlifter, with being a confident man with integrity and commitment, with being a true lover of myself and the person that I want to spend my life with. But I'm too afraid to be disciplined because I know that I might fail and that it's far easier to dream than to actually do the work. I know that I want to be angry at my father when I know it's valid to tell him who I am, who I've become in the 33 years that I've been on this planet, and to stand my ground on who I am. But I'm still too afraid of being a jerk and hurting him. The question is, can we find balance in all of this mess that we are? Can you find that in your story? What does it take to move from the foggy area of mediocrity and create a clear path despite our flaws and our misconstrued ideas of what is really stopping us? We really are only stopping ourselves. I think that the work starts where we decide that what we dream of is no longer meant to be a dream. That point where we know what to do and our lack of doing is the real abrasion point. That's where we find our grit and our resilience. But we have to find out what things are truly in our way besides our own inaction. And to me, I think it's facing our darkest of secrets. It just may not be so easy to find. For me myself, for me personally, I think it's my father. I think that I have a lot of undoing from his doing. I have a lot of binds to release myself from this restricted version of myself. It's me convincing myself to act enough to finally see that everything that I'm convinced by is bullshit. That whatever he created is not who I am. That whatever he said and whatever actions he took to suppress my character and my spirit and my personality is not his anymore. And that's your job too. Whatever it is that you have to face. Whatever dark corners and dark people that you have to face. It's not about creating the evil in the outside world or the outside person. It's about facing the evil that you've created inside of your own being. That's your job. Because my story isn't meant to just comfort and show that we all have issues and things to push through, but to hopefully get you to see that it's that pivot point that you're looking for. And the more you struggle and not act on what you want, the deeper that pivot point probably is. It takes a lot of digging, a lot of wondering, and a lot of constantly trying. Trying within our doubt, trying within our discomfort, trying within our weakness. These are all the types of things that we carry. This is the type of thing that we all carry. And we're all so different. This is no one answer that will give us that perfect pivot. For whatever reason, our quote-unquote last straw is unique to all of us. Mine is not the same as yours. My answer will not be the same as yours. My pivot point will not be the same as yours. My success will not be the same as yours. I didn't vent any of this to complain about my problems. I did it to 
hopefully gives some relatability to life. You may see my problems and say, they're nothing. They probably are for someone who has seen tougher, honestly. But you also may see them and know exactly what the fuck it is that I'm talking about. And if you do, that's the point. I don't have the answers for perfect balance. It doesn't exist. And my closest balance is different than yours. But what I do know is this. Once you start to understand yourself, you can actually see why you do what you do. The more you see where you're overly indulgent, where you avoid or deflect what makes you uncomfortable, when you actually see how different you are from others, from the opposite sex, from the stereotypes of life, the more you'll see the range of how much you can change. Secondly, when you can, in reality, see what humans are and that there isn't any difference between your capability and theirs, you'll understand why you are able to believe in your dreams, your unique abilities, your unique corner and space in this world, even if right now your actions and thoughts don't show it. When we are born, nobody has an IQ the same as Stephen Hawking's. Our genetics change some of our physical abilities, but it doesn't change your potential for creativity, for hard work, for love, for imagination, for compassion, for innovation. A lot of us were given a limited mind, not by what we were born as, but how we were raised and influenced. Your mind is your strongest muscle, and it's time to start rewiring it. Thirdly, the more time you give to wanting to change, to trying to change, to not being convinced by society or worldly standards, the more you're going to start seeing the difference in the way you direct your life. The hardest part about the change is the time that it takes. You may decide to move, to change your job, to leave your partner, all for the sake of getting the change that you want. And that may work. But the work that you had to do to have that courage to do that did not come easy. The change we want is never really the quote-unquote click that we think it is. Give yourself time and don't stop believing in it. This world is your own. And as long as you're not disobeying any moral standards, you can be whatever the fuck you want. There are a hundred thousand different jobs you can have. And even more, there are one million different things that you can be. So what pulls you the most? What pulls you the most and what seems the most difficult to face? If anything, we need to listen to our misery. Not be convinced by it, but to understand what it wants. It's not just telling us what sucks and what we hate. It's whispering to us that there is something that will soothe that misery if we can just listen closely enough. Balance means a great many things. To me, it means the place where I fight the hardest for what I want the most. So, what does it mean to you? And what are you going to do about it? Stay rebel-minded, my friends. I love you all. Out. All right, guys. If you're here, then you have some sort of connection or curiosity of what goes on. So from the bottom of my little hamster heart, thank you. Even through a mic, that's what we call connection. And my life always gets better and more clear with all the souls that I get to connect with. If you like what you're hearing, 
or you want to share your story with me and the podcast, which I would absolutely love, write in. Send me an email or send me a text. You can contact me through IG as Creed Soldier or email me at Zachary at ChaosCreed.com. That's Z-A-C-K-A-R-Y at K-H-A-O-S-K-R-E-E-D.com. And of course, if you're up to the challenge and curious about really speeding up your self-development and your potential and getting committed to bettering yourself, send me a notification with Getting Rebel-Minded in the title. Even if all you need is that confidential space to talk, I'm here to give that to you. Share, like, and follow the podcast if it means something to you. Then you'll know when every new episode and interview has been published. I've always got more good things coming.